0: I want to reiterate that it's because it makes me feel powerful. When I shoot the cap off, I'm like, "Yeah, one foot nail can't stop me. I'm too powerful. I got this lung power. Really, it's physics. It's like a shot back with a golf ball. It's just gonna go in there. It's like perfect, depending on the diameter shot back. Really, if you got one of those small ones, it's not gonna work. But my point is, it's just tight. So that shit just climbs easy and then if you put a dab in there that hash kind of helps it climb too it fills some of that void almost like how water goes around the double diffuse perk and then once it gets to a certain point there's a big vacuum at the top catches that vacuum and pop just knocks that shit out smell. Sounds like a firework. That's what I'm smelling. It might be something the guys are doing out in the studio. Who fucking knows. But we'll leave this. We'll fuck, let's leave it all in here. What's up everybody? Welcome to episode 129 of the podcast. A lot has happened in the past few weeks. Uh, we had our first event. We're going to talk about that today. I have some new glass on the table like this new RBR blooper. I got a brand new nail right here I've never taken a dab off of. I have a foot-long nail here that we will take a dab off of i have a two foot and a four foot version but those are just too much for today i have a i'm, I'm a i'm a parent i have things i have to go do later i can't be smoking the four foot nail right now but we'll hit the one for today and show you guys that pearl climbing but today's just gonna be a day of recapping the event smoking some hash and looking at some new glass and i hope all you guys are doing great today wow new nails really do hold some heat don't they holy cow incredible It's really funny that when things get chazzed, they seem to just drop temp quicker, and I believe how that works is is if you think about, like, uh, something becoming more porous. I don't know if you've ever seen, like, pictures of, like, bones as you get older, how they're, like, really dense, and then as you get older, they get, like, lots of holes in them, and more hollow and more brittle, I feel like it's very similar with quartz when it's been heated, used, and abused. All the pores in that quartz get bigger and bigger, making it a little bit more porous and able to capture more garbage in those pores, but it also makes it dissipate heat quicker because it's not as dense as it once was. Oh, I might have to turn off that. That's loud. That's the fucking temp reader. We got, we got a bunch of brand new temp techs here. They work wonderful. They hooked us up for the event and we had a bunch there and we've just been able to use these and enjoy these since we've i mean i'm grateful to have them in the shop they worked great during the event and it's nice to have some fresh temp readers that aren't all uh, fucking the sensor's not all fucking worn down and got crusty on it gross all right let's try this new nail i'm gonna take it a little lower on it though because new nails i swear they hold heat way differently oh that's a little too low though probably what can you do Low, but man, wow! It's almost wish I could take every dab like that. But I like way more smoke. <laughs> like, but that flavor is so crazy when you take them super low. Has some GMO from Dab Logic. <coughs> I've smoked so much GMO in my lifetime. Most people I know in Colorado won't even buy GMO anymore because they've just had so much. But I think it's just if you go to the dispensary, can't find anything with a real gassy terp. Like the GMO will do it. It'll do the trick. But like even though all the GMO comes from like one cut, I swear everybody's cut's different. I don't know what it is. Like everyone's GMO is a little different. Could be just the way people grow it, or process it, or cure it. But either way, most GMOs you can tell it's GMO, but everyone has like little slight variances in it in the flavor. And right now I'm smoking this new ten millimeter uh, mini, but not like really so mini. They're about the same height as a mini double. Um, but they're both 10 mil. This isn't even a mini double. This is a fucking, but this is the same height as a mini double too, but this is that blooper RBR we'll talk about. But yeah, these are, even though they're called like a mini blooper, they're still like a nice size piece. Um, Realistically, if you put my mini bloopers and mini double diffuse next to like most other glass floors work, like it's going to be the same size, if not bigger still. Most people's work's pretty small. Um, I make a lot of different size stuff though. Like I make, Probably one of the smallest recyclers in the glass industry that that shreds. But at the same time, like, I still make, like, fucking giant shit like this, you know? Which I did some change-ups on these hammers, and things have changed. A couple things. We'll talk about that, too. I promise we'll get into all that. But I need to take one more dab, actually, because that really wasn't quite enough for me. I don't feel quite stoned enough uh, for starting the episode. Usually I'm coughing a little bit. It was a little hotter. Look how deep this fucking iso dip is. You might not even be able to see it on your guys' Um, in the camera shot I'm not sure but during the event we had some of these giant ones just that way we didn't have to change the alcohol as much and then we had smaller ones everywhere um, and the smaller ones there might be a couple available on the website and if not we'll put some more up soon but I was thinking about putting some of these bigger ones up too and we put a little bit different sandblasting on the bigger ones because they can just obviously hold a bigger image so we're able to do different stuff on them I'm going to try and respect my nail and keep it as new as possible for as long as possible. But realistically, within four or five dabs, there will be oil in the neck, and then that's that for me. Like I'm, even if I dip it in these, like actually, this one's deep enough that the oil shouldn't get caught in the neck. This one should be good. The problem is, is, when you start getting oil in the neck, it's because your ISO dip is like there's not enough ISO in it, cause you have to go to the store and get more, and you're just dipping basically just the bucket itself is going in the in the fucking alcohol. But when you have this much, if you can get the whole nail submerged, usually if it's warm, like all that oil will come out of the neck. Like this thing is crispy and ready to go for another round. I think I might do one more on this because I feel like I didn't get to enjoy the blooper to the the full extent because it was so low. I really enjoyed the terp, but I want it to be a little bit more uh, stoned. But yeah, we have... Um, Already, this event that we did, it was fucking nuts, guys. And I'm sorry I didn't share more stuff during it. I was so busy. I didn't realize how busy I'd be just, like, giving out dabs. I didn't even get to, like, do, like, a lap around and dab at each station with everybody and all the rigs people had set up. I didn't even really get to meet every single person. I met a lot of people, had some great conversations. But I can't help in my in my head be like, oh, I could have done better. I could have, like... like I don't know, I probably would have needed more time, though, because it worked out, like, everything went perfect, the event went so good, people were so respectful, we, like, we were very nervous, like, giving, like, a hundred people our address, and be like, come over, like, a hundred people we've never met before, like, come to our space, and everyone was so cool, and it all felt like friends and family and stuff, it was, even, like, people that, like, I didn't know, maybe didn't get their name, like, like, just saying hi, or, like, shaking people's hands as they were leaving, like, it all felt like people that I knew, though, at the same time, it was, it was so trippy, like, even, like, in the beginning of the event, like, when people were, like, waiting outside, I was, like, there was, like, people outside, like, smoking blunts, chilling, getting ready to come in, I was, like, it's, like, damn, this is really happening, like, this is fucking really happening, like, I was so nervous, I was, oh, my god, dude, I was so nervous, because I was, like, I didn't, I thought about everything, you know, about like what glass I wanted and the hash and like how I want this booth set up and these things. I thought about the part I didn't think about was I have to communicate and be a host for all these people. And then at some point in the night, I have to do public speaking with a microphone to do all these giveaways. Um, but as nervous as I was, everyone there like cared, clearly cared and they wanted to like see us do a good job. And when that's the environment, it's really hard to fail. Even if you, like, slip a couple times or if, like, you're, like, not great at, like, talking on a microphone or whatever you're doing. Like, whatever. Like, people, as long as the people in the room, if they're there and they, like, believe in you and want you to do well, like, it's okay. It was awesome, though. Like, I I couldn't. The only thing I said, like, I would have changed is I wished I had more time to talk to everybody. It was like, oh, damn, like, next time we do an event, we might have to start it, like, earlier in the day. So that way, like, if it's an all-day thing, there's, like... You know, some people are early people. They come early in the day, we meet them, and then there's nighttime people. You know what I mean? So, like, I wish I could have talked to everyone more, though, because I had some great conversations, and, like, I was talking to people that, like, went out of their way. Half the people there traveled to be out here. We had people come from, I had all these boys from Connecticut come out, people from New Hampshire, California, like, uh, fucking, the like, middle of the country, too, like, Nebraska, Oklahoma, like, fucking got to meet so many, and I, I'm i so bad at remembering names, but, like, every person I met, I remember their name. I remember where they where we came from, like, and it was even, like, I remember their Instagrams, because I've been sending certain people messages, like, when they'll, like, put, tag me in something, I'm like, oh, and oh, by the way, it was really nice meeting you, like, Sebastian or whatever from Oklahoma, like, or fucking, like, this, kid, this guy, Saul, uh, from San Antonio, Texas, he was taking dabs on the two-foot nail and stuff, him and his friend Angel, they were just, like, I don't know, all the... It, the coolest part about the event is that everyone there, there were so many people from different parts of the country and from different, like, just different areas that, like, these people would have normal, never, n- ever gotten together at any point in their lives and would have never normally hung out. But that night at the BMS sesh, like, they all had something in common is they, they enjoy Hash or they enjoy Bear Mountain Studios or they whatever they like about what we're doing here. They were here for that. And they had that commonality. So you had people from all different walks of life just hanging out together, seshing, having fun, sharing their pieces. It was fucking cool to see. Like I love that on like on smaller scales you can really see like the best in people too. And like you can just see so many different types of people enjoying time together that know nothing about each other. They just know, oh, you like hash, you like glass, cool, like let's hang out. Like, and that's all it took. It was just it was really refreshing to see because if you watch the news a lot and shit and you're on social media a bunch you may get this idea that people are just real negative or things are bad but you know like a lot of people out there are fucking awesome and good and just trying to do their best and trying to have a good time at the same time you know um and I was grateful that night to be around so many of those like-minded people that just you know they believed in what we're trying to do and it was fucking cool it was just surreal and on that note there's going to be another even bigger event that we're working with some other companies because other a lot of people saw what we did and they liked it. So I think the next one were like it will be something bigger. I might still do some smaller events here at the studio, like Friday night, like cheese. I'll get a grill and do cheeseburgers, and we'll take dabs and hang out like I'll, like just pop up hangout sessions. But there's gonna be some bigger events coming up in probably about four or five months from now. We might even wait to the beginning of next year so we can really do it right. But like larger events in Denver with more glass more hash more activities like more like carnival game fun shit like a place that'd be big enough for me to have a scissor lift that could go up to 20 foot tall so that you can get to the top of the mouthpiece of the rig i want to make for it so we can have a 20 foot rig and then you get like you put like a safety harness on you get in the scissor lift we bring you all the way up to the top and then someone lights at the bottom for you like fun silly stuff that we can make some memories and some just just have a goofy fun time and like that's what we're trying to do So like, yeah, like I want to have glass show there. I want to sell glass. Great. But really we got to like have more fun with this, with the glass scene and stuff. Like when I first got into this, there was so much more going on and there was just like, it was just like so exciting and fun and like, it still is. But I feel like over the past few years, so much has happened just in the world and in people's lives and stuff that we have to like revamp that like that excitement, that fun that like a lot of us got into this for. Where it'd be because the all the turp chasing and all the different flavors and all the different rigs, but also to the events where you meet all different people, new friends, try different rigs. But I want events that are focused on function or at least a whole corner. Like when you go to like a state fair, you know, you got like you got booths and people selling stuff, but then you also have the carnival area where there's the games and stuff. I wanna be in the carnival area with all my crazy rigs and just like like creating those memories and good times with people. So we have to find a way to do it responsibly, legally in an appropriate way that we can have events where people can come out and travel, have something to look forward to. Like, Hey, I'm going to go to Colorado once a year for this specific event that bear mountain and so-and-so put together. Um, and we're going to work towards that. I know other companies have done stuff like this in the past, like similar things like Hitman has done Chalice. Puffco's got PuffCon. Like There's all these things people have done that were very hash-focused. And of course, hash is the... Why would we make glass without the hash? We do it all for the Terps. I agree. But I feel like sometimes if the festival's so focused on hash, you lose a great opportunity to like really show a ton of people glass because what better way to consume that hash than with some sick glass? Um, a lot of times you go to those hash events and it's a lot of generic stuff to smoke. Like I want these events to be like where people get to go. Like if you were to go to a car show, instead of just going to the car show and walking around and looking at the Ferraris and the new like Porsche and whatever's out, you actually go to the car show and they hand you a set of keys and a a couple gallons of gas. And you just go out there and start testing them, see what the fuck happens. Like, that's what I want to do. And I want it to be something people can like literally look forward to each year and travel up. Like I get to go to this specific event that's like glass and hash focused Um twenty-one plus, like, yeah. yeah. So we're working on different things. This was just a test here at the studio to see if we liked it and it might be something we want to pursue and we really enjoyed it. All the sponsors and everyone that was part of it was like, We need to do more, we need to do bigger, we need to have access to more more people need to be able to have access to it. We you know, like so we didn't promote this Patreon hangout sesh thing much at all. It was very vague, but we still like sold out all the tickets and I had more people that couldn't come that tried to get tickets than came. Like, basically, we could have had two or three times the amount of people here just based on the amount of people that vaguely found out about it. They wanted to be here. So, like, we could do something really awesome. And if we have the right sponsors and people that'll put money into it, because I'll invest money into it. I don't mind. Like, we invested good money into this event, and most people probably wouldn't even know it. You'd probably be like, oh, this didn't cost them anything. But, like, we put money into it, and because we want it to be awesome, but also we we're We were like looking at stuff, and it's like, oh, it's like this much to rent this and this much to buy it. It's cheaper just to buy most of the stuff. So, we just next time we do an event, we already have some of the stuff like supplies to do it. So, maybe it won't be as much, but either way, totally worth it. And I would do it again. Um, honestly, wish I could have more things going on that weren't so have to be so set up. Like I said, like I could just make a post on like the the Patreon or my they did it account and be like, first 25 people to hit me up, um, that want to tonight on Friday, we're doing. Cheeseburgers, hash and beers over at the studio. And uh yeah, come over and like let's session hang out. Um because I think like little pop-up things like that would be cool just to like help build like our local community too, of not so much like people that just wanna like get high, but like people that like have common interests and like glass or you know, you know, I don't know. A lot of things I wanna do, guys. I, I just hope that I can keep being like that because I never wanna be at that point where I'm like where it seems like a task, like something that like I have to do, like I want to maintain the energy that this is something that I want, like I, I'm like excited to do and want to do. I don't want to like burn myself out. And that was people's concerns. I feel like back in the day when they'd watch my Instagram and I was really posting how much I was grinding, I can't anymore. Like literally guys, I'm grinding all night, every night. Um, I don't post it though because hypothetically, if I were to be in a different studio that wasn't here, Maybe it's a small studio that looks exactly like my old home studio that I built somewhere else. Maybe that's what I could say. But either way, I don't post a lot at night just because like, if you have some fucking person watching your shit just trying to get you in trouble, I'm like, fuck it, fine. I'll just post while I'm working here. And then at night, who knows where I'm working. It could be here, it could be there, it could be anywhere. But I'm working still, making glass and crushing, even though I'm not sharing as much at night. But recently, started really fucking trying to, like, use my like Instagram and shit again, like properly so that I can like really connect with people. Cause for a while, the past like year and a half, I've been so caught up in building the new studio and managing my team and learning how to work together that it's been hard for me to maintain like doing like, I used to do tons of giveaways on my dated account, live videos and stuff. And, um, I mean, truthfully, the last past year and a half, I was pretty stressed out and down in the dumps. So I honestly wasn't feeling getting on lives and stuff. I didn't want to just get on there and be a negative Nancy or be inauthentic. If I was in a, like, having a tough time, I didn't want to be like fake. Like, yeah, what's up, bros? Everything's great. Because like, to me, that's like the worst. But now I've like, you know, growing up, learning things. If you've watched this podcast for the last couple of years, few years, you'll know that I've spent a lot of ups and downs and learning curves. And I talk about them on here. But now I'm really trying to figure out like how to manage like myself so that I can enjoy using my Instagram account that has the reach that it has, so I can en- enjoy all these people who are trying to support me and are interested in what I'm doing, um, getting better with it. So I'm pretty stoked. Like we just did a giveaway in the day, did an account. I forget on giveaways. Whenever you do a giveaway, there's like the one thing I hate about it. Because I don't like it to me anymore, but it used to get to me so bad is when people get mad they didn't win. And like I get it. Like if you had to say you had to pay like money or you had to go do some activity or you had to race somewhere, or be the first person online or something like that. But if all you have to do is just like, like a post and just type dibs and then move on with your day, like then it's like hard for me to like understand I understand getting angry when you don't win. But at the same time, I'm like, it makes me question, I'm like, if if you got this worked up over this, does that mean, like, you're living an amazing life? Because people that live in the real world that are constantly getting shit on and getting fucked with and getting bills, like, they don't give a fuck. They're like, oh, yeah, I just, like, liked it and put dibs. It would have been cool if I won, but I'm not going to let it ruin my day. Like, I've got, like, real shit that's going wrong. <laughs> like, I need new tires on my car. <laughs> like, you know, like, real problems. But then again, some people, maybe that's how they're venting. Maybe they have a lot of things going wrong and that, you know, everything just seems against them. You know, the world is their own worst enemy and I am their crutch, you know, who knows? That's a lyrics from an Acacia Strain song. I just realized you ever do that. You ever like use things and like talking and then you say it and you're like, oh, dude, I'm I'm not creative that someone else said that like I just took it out of a song. (laughs) Yeah, dude. A lot of that old hardcore music, though, you really can't understand the lyrics or what the fuck they're saying, you know, until you've listened to it a thousand times. And then, like, one day you're driving in your car and you're, like, listening to it casually. Someone screams, you're like, oh, that's what he's saying. Interesting. I had no idea. I just was really into how angry he was and the fucking breakdown and the drums and everything. I just liked how angry it was. So fun. Yeah, dude, hardcore still is fun. Um... I, would, like, want to go to shows and stuff, but it's just, like, I'm already feeling like the old guy. You know what I mean? Like, I'm already, like, and I'm not. I'm 33. But when I was fucking going to shows and stuff when I was 18, 19, like, a 33-year-old sounded old to me, bro. I was like, what are you doing here? So, Don't you have, like, a mortgage or something? Like, bro, go home. Like, but at the same time, I think about it in half the bands that I loved, you know, what I mean, those dudes were in their thirties, you know what I mean? Like they were like adults, like with fucking houses and shit. It's crazy, dude. Yeah, shows were fun. I feel like the th- that's kind of what I felt here at the Bear Mountain event. It reminded me of going to shows. It's like the camaraderie, like you see people you know, or like you see friends, and like people are excited, and it's like, whoa, like we had no drama there at the Bear Mountain event, dude. Like everyone was chill as fuck, like. It was so cool. Like, me and my wife were stressed. So like, what if two people are, like don't like each other? There's some sort of issue. If anyone didn't like each other, I didn't hear about it, and no one made it an issue of or scene about it or nothing like that. It was just cool, man. You know, it's like one of those things. It's like we we're so stressed about it and now that it's over. I'm almost now I can like appreciate it and be proud of it. But I get a little bummed. I'm like. Oh, like, I wish I could have appreciated it more in the moment. Or, like, I wish I could have enjoyed getting ready for it and not been so stressed because I wanted it to be do a good job for everybody. Like, you yeah, know, that's kind of one of the things. If you're always trying to, to like, perfect and do the best of this, best with that, like, it's a slippery slope because you can kind of set yourself up to, like, be stressed all the time or bummed because you might not meet your own expectations. I find that, like, I have to... um I have to have high expectations, but with an understanding of like what the low baseline can be. And I can still be proud of myself at that because if you don't have high expectations, it's hard to achieve a lot, you know, cause you don't push yourself. But then again, if they're so high and that you don't achieve them ever, then you're constantly down on yourself and think you suck, you know? So it's like a balance trying to fucking manipulate your own psyche in order to be successful and healthy. It's weird, dude. Growing up. So fucking weird. This is not how I expected this shit to go, I'll tell you what. It's not how I expected it to go at all. I'm very grateful with how it's going. There's always ups and downs like anything, but man, dude. Definitely didn't think I'd be smoking weed and, like, doing stuff like this. Like, I love, like, making, like, the podcast and doing my content and my Instagram and stuff because as a kid, that's what me and my fucking boy, Matt, would do. Like, me and my friend, Matt, we'd fucking just, like, he had, like, an old video camera. We would just make like, funny videos or, like, skateboard stuff or, like, stupid, like, music video stuff. We were, like, eight, nine years old, like, kids, bro. We were just, like, we liked making, like, content and stuff. Like, it was just fun for nobody. Dude, like, I feel like we made parodies of parody movies. Like, we made, like, joke movies about, like, if you've ever seen this movie, Scary Movie, from back in the day, there was, like, four of them. They were, like, basically making fun of, like, all the horror films from the 90s, like, making fun of Scream and... I know what you did last summer, all those kind of movies, um, but Scary Movie was like these parody films, and we would do our own versions of those, but we called them Scary Dookie, and it was just so, it, just think of what 10 what year olds would think was funny, I watched Scary Movie now, and I'm like, what the fuck was I watching, like the humor in there, but it was over my head, dude, like as a kid, like my dad would let me watch crazy shit, but realistically, like that was over my head, I, I watch stuff now, even I watch Spongebob now with my fucking daughter, and I'm like, whoa, that was an adult joke. Like, interesting. Like, some of the stuff they say, I'm like, I'm like, I get why my dad could watch this with me. Because they put humor in there for adults, and then there's stuff that the kids pick up on. I don't know, man. It's just crazy. I went fucking, uh, I went tubing the other day. Like, I blew up a tube and floated down a river. I had a real stressful day. I had such a stressful day that I had to leave my phone at the bottom of the mountain. Like, actually, I actually left it at my house, and I went up to the mountains where there was no service. Ooh, that Zahidi Lime. That's a very awesome lime (coughs) chirp. Yeah, Zahidi Lime. Cold-cured hash rosin. From Oni, I believe. (laughs) Wow. (coughs) Wow. Yeah, bro, I was like... (coughs) Some shit happened here at the studio. One of my guys fucked up pretty bad. And it cost us a couple days of work. And... Instead of and I was already dealing with some stuff some stressors. It was like a lot was going wrong all at once so much that I was like, you know what, I'm not going to respond to any of my team. Because if I say anything to them right now, it's going to be filled with emotion. And I don't want to say anything I don't mean. So you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go get a tube, eat some mushrooms and go to the mountains and float down a stream. I've never gotten in the water in Colorado. I've been here almost nine years. I've never been in water in the state. I've never snowboarded here, even though that was my whole life growing up. Snowboarding, skateboarding. I don't use the fucking mountains. I literally had a friend be like, hey, we're going tubing. And they were bringing my mom. My mom, literally, I had friends at my house that were putting some tile in there. We paid our friends to, like help us fix some stuff in our kitchen. And while they were there working, they were talking about what they were going to be doing after they finished the tile job a couple of days later. And my mom overheard them and she was like, Oh, you guys are going to go tubing. I would love to do that. So I found out my mom was doing it. And I was like on Monday I was, or yeah, it was a Monday or I don't know, maybe a Sunday. I have no idea. I was just really stressed. And instead of like freaking out on people, I just, you know, what? I just put the phone in another room and I went to a place with no reception and floated down a river, and just tried to survive, you know, that's it, it wasn't rough, it was smooth, it was chill, it was actually, the water was very cold, which was nice, because it was 97 degrees out, which was, it was, it was crazy hot, but the water was freezing, but I just tried to chill out, dude, because I was like, I knew, I was like, if I talk to anyone right now, like, they're going to, like, I'm going to, like, say something I don't mean, or I'm going to overreact in a way that isn't appropriate or accurate to whatever they did it's just not so i had to get myself away i had to get my my physical being away from people so that i didn't wasn't disrespectful to anyone and in, and in not reacting in an appropriate way and that's called self-control folks <laughs> that's uh you know But the problem with like, I find with like living in that world of where you're really monitoring yourself, you almost find yourself living in a third person. You're almost like watching yourself live a life because if you're constantly monitoring yourself, like that's why when I like people, like even like my wife, like she just, whatever she's feeling, if she's stressed, like, like you're going to know, you're going to feel it, you're going to see it. And like, she hates that. She's like, Oh, I wish I could just like not get so stressed out and like freak out like that. And like. I'm like honestly I'm like I that's what I think I love about you is that like I know where you're at like with me like I'm so like in my head all the time that like I don't I don't know if I could put up with someone like me cuz like it's like are you irritated are you upset are you happy Like what's going on you're just like you know like I don't know but like I like that I like people that like like some of the guys that work for me like they wear those emotions on the sleeve I know when they're pissed I know when they're happy like they don't have to hide it I'd rather and like I'm okay if, like, you have friends that are, like, an asshole, too. Like, some, we all have that, like, one friend that, like, jokes too much or maybe, like, makes annoying comments. But, like, that's just, like, their personality. Like, all these personalities are important to, like, have healthy groups of people with each other. But I like people that are upfront about shit. I'm fine if someone says something and other people hear it and they're, like, oh, that dude sounds like an asshole. I'll go, yeah, but, like, he was just being straight up and honest. Like, I'm not going to judge... Like, that's, you know, I, I don't know. I'm high now. That dab really got me, really got me started thinking about whole different stuff. But yeah, guys, I'm excited to, uh, I'm excited to fucking do, like, more stuff like that event and connect with more people. Um, let's talk about some of this glass, though, before I get too, too stoned. Okay. Well, I would take more dabs. I've been smoking so much hash lately. It's kind of out of control. because um, I was conditioning for about a month and a half for the event, so I was smoking a lot of hash. Then the event happened, and people gave me a lot of hash, so I had a lot of smoke. Then I got these giant nails from Black Market Glass, too, and those require bigger dabs, and I keep getting hot dabs on them because I like to eat the whole thing, and it's hard to temp the whole thing. Of course, there's a right way you could do it, <coughs> but I don't got time for that. I'm just doing it, and sometimes you get them a little spicy. I'm going to take a dab on that tall nail here in a minute, too. just got to decide which piece I want to do it on might do it on the this guy right here or the bloop it would fit on here but I think it's gonna be too sketchy having it near that base because it like goes all the way past it Aisha and I were looking at it before the pod but you know a little sketch it's not touching the table though but it's close close enough to be a problem but yeah, we'll hit that here in a minute. I'm gonna smoke this guy first, this uh little prototype here. That I think I've convinced my wife to let me keep. I put it up for sale on like a Patreon drop, but it's like one of those things where like it like I've had it half built for a month and finally like figured out how to finish it. Like, but you look at it and it just looks like kind of like a regular RBR. Maybe the foot's a little taller. The proportions are weird on it. Drain's very similar, though. It's the same drain. Proportions on the can are a little different. So, like, when you're looking at this, like, a lot of people, like, will see it and go, oh, it's like, a mini double, kind of, or something, you know, whatever. Like, it doesn't look like anything crazy. But realistically, to build this piece, like, it was significantly harder than even, like, a Halo RBR. Like, the Halos might visually look more complicated than this, but this realistically is more complicated now. That may change if I practiced this a bunch and got good at it. I may find a technique to do what I did inside this perk um in a more efficient way that makes sense. Haven't figured that out yet. So but I have I have two ways I can do this now. So that means I have two ways that I can try to refine and do better. Um but yeah, this one um was not affordable. It's expensive. But I think I'm gonna I'm I think I've convinced the uh wife to I've like sold her on it being like, this is the, this is the first one. And it's, you know, she, honestly, she loves the way it hits so much that she was like, I want one of those for my birthday in September. And she told me what color she wanted. And I'm like, I don't know if I can make another one. These are like literally getting this perk in was hard. (laughs) Like it was really tough. Um, so I'll tell you guys what's going on here basically. And then I'll try to walk through why it was hard. That makes sense. Even if you've never blown glass before, I'll just try to explain it. Um, So, first of all, I'll just tell you what it is before I go on to how I put it together. Um, So this is an RBR, but it has, like, right here in this middle, like, inside the foot, but it's close, pretty close to the top here, there's a blooper disc welded in with those four big cuts, so it pretty much separates the whole thing. Um, Then above this, there's no disc or anything, it's just, like, nice and open, like, you know, I could put a double diffused disc in there if I wanted, but really I just wanted to like feel what this perk felt like in the RBR and like how it felt like recycling and I wanted to see how hard it was to get in there so the main difference is that also too the perk is still welded to the bottom but this perk actually has like a post that comes down instead of like the outer diameter of the actual showerhead completely welded it's like this shower head actually has holes on the bottom so that the the perk is similar but it's like pancaked a little bit different um but it still hits like an rbr like you hit this you can hit it with a blindfold go oh that's an rbr but there's it has more of a chuggy hit because of this blooper perk it like almost makes it feel scientific with like a four-hole chug and that because that's literally what it is but like it really gives it a nice chuggy like deep but still effortless hit um let's see if uh we can get some sound on it So you can hear it's like buttery still, like it's like effortless, but there's like this deeper chug in it that you feel it. Like I've smoked l- like a lot of RBRs, guys. Like I smoke a lot of these. I only post videos of very few. I I, I water test every single one of them, but I also like smoke a lot of them and to test them because I'm like, dude, these are like to me. It's like I'm building custom cars i gotta go take it like one lap around the block just to feel it like even if you get a brand new car it doesn't have zero miles on it it'll have like 60 miles on it or like 48 miles on it like there's a su- there's still a couple miles on that new car because they gotta test it or they gotta move it around things gotta happen and to me like i gotta like i gotta feel the funk i gotta enjoy the turp on them because then i find ways to refine them because Sometimes you make one and there's like a really minor difference in tolerances, whether it be on the perk or the drain. And you're like, whoa, that one seems even better. What's different about that? And then how do we incorporate that into the next one I'm making so I keep getting it better and better and better? If you're not fucking driving them, you're not going to know how to make that car better. If you're not smoking them, you're not going to make that fucking pipe better either. (coughs) There's a lot of glass blowers out there who sell dab rigs that do not dab. um, And that's fine. You know what I mean? Like I think that's cool. you're an artist. Um, and that's but for me, like I'm smoking hash all the time and I'm testing these. like for me, it really is about the end goal is the experience for the user. Um, so yeah, okay, why this was difficult? Now in a typical RBR, I put the Perkin through the top. I put it through the top, I weld it at the top here first, and then I weld it to the bottom. So that's a typical RBR. With this one, because this disc is so big that's welded to this outer wall inside this foot, it could not go through the top. It couldn't pass through this diameter right here. And this diameter right here also, too, is the size of a micro RBR. That's why this is pretty cool, because this is, like, the dimensions of a micro, the foot and everything. This is a micro, but it's, like, stretched out. Um, If you put this next to a mini double, the actual mini double upper part right here where the disc is, is actually fatter than this one. So the proportions on this are interesting, but the drain, this is a mini double diffused drain. It's the exact drain on a mini double. (coughs) Just the proportions are different here. Alright, so this had to go in through the bottom, Um, but to put it in through the bottom, that means that I needed to have a disc of glass that was the same diameter as this foot so it could weld right here on the edge. Because when I put it through the bottom, I'm welding it in on the edge here. I'm not welding it here in the middle, actually. so But I couldn't put a disc on this perk because how would I cut it on my wet saw? The disc would be in the way. I wouldn't be able to make these slices and all this with this big disc on the bottom because the curved blade would hit it and cut into it and fuck it up. So what I had to do is I had to make the perk first, cut the whole perk on the wet saw, and then I had to weld the disc after I put it back and I'd weld the disc onto the perk without any error or anything. And air is important when you're doing most welds. You can do like welds without puffing into them um, if they're really precise and you're a fucking professional. Um, but a lot of the times, I like to make sure I get a little air in there to puff that weld to make sure it moves a little bit, make sure the glass is happy and really fused together. So I had to do basically an airless weld of this disc onto there. Then this perk had to go through the bottom. I welded the disc on there first. And then what I had to do is I had to weld in the big blooper disc. And then up here at the top, what I had was basically the tubing was taller. It was about that much taller. And I had to, like, rip the tubing off without, like, melting the inner perk. And then I actually had to flare the glass from the inner perk to the outer tubing wall. I am probably lost half of you. But the point is, is this was very difficult to put this in. There's just, there's three welds here, and each one of them is different. Like, and they're, they have different types of heat, a specific way you have to put them in and timing of stuff. So that it actually seals and doesn't overheat, because welding in this blooper disc, it'd have to put so much heat into that that it could fuck up the shaping of the RBR up here, and then like get all wobbly, and then now it's not a nice like sharp edge anymore. So just like for me, is like the from a building aspect, this was really complicated, and I look at this and I go, you know what, I'm fucking like proud of myself with this. Like I've I've come a long way. I've learned a lot. Like a scientific glass worker would probably look at this and be like, Oh, I could just crush that out. But like, to me, like this is a, uh, you know, someone that's self-taught that like, it's like, I'm solving these puzzles like here at work. Like, it's like, I don't, I don't have like a, a book that tells me how to do these welds. I think of like, I'm like, I basically so say like, I look at it and go, how do I get that inside there? And then I try to solve that puzzle. That's one of the funnest things about glass for me too, is solving these puzzles. Like, how do you get that in there? How do you weld these two parts together? Like, this thing's a fucking puzzle. I'm gonna go over this soon. What I've changed on these—it's pretty interesting. We're working through it. Um, but let's let's take a dab on this now. Um, this is the new Percy. I'm conv- I'm I'm gonna say it on here so that my wife's kind of like forced to be like, fine, fine, you can keep it. You know, like running a business is expensive. We have and like we, like, I want to give my guys tons of opportunity and the best tools, which means that's expensive too. To like you know, make sure people are compensated and also have the best equipment possible and material available and all these things. Like it's expensive, no matter what you're doing, whether you're running a restaurant, you have a barber shop, you even have a small like online business. It all scales and feels pretty much the same. Like you're like, "Whoa, it's expensive to like do what I want to do. Um, but like, that's why my wife, it's hard to convince her sometimes. to Let me keep certain things. Cause she's like, I I have a buyer for that or I want to put it on the website and sell that during the Sunday sale because we have to buy this piece of equipment or have to pay this bill. But I'm like, sometimes I feel like the creator, if there's a special one that he really likes, is the first one too. I'm going to do a couple more, but there won't be many of these. There, these aren't going to be something that's produced a ton, at least not until I figure it out more, which will be years, honestly. This is something I'm going to have to come back and forth to because of the time. And it's... One of those things I put a bunch of time into it, but it doesn't look that much different, you know, to the untrained eye, which is, you know, not every collector's like follows glass super close. Not everyone that buys glass even gives a shit how it's made or wants to hear anything from the person that made it. You know what I mean? So usually it's got to be just like you have to make something that catches people and gives them that perspective without you having to do a podcast about it. Um, and these are so similar looking to a regular RBR that I think even if I like put a lot of time into them, I think the cost, it would, it, it would just be more expensive. And I don't know if like it would make sense to the collector if they were like, Oh, it looks similar to this one. That's like half the price. And I'm like, yeah, well that's literally how much harder this shit is. Um, but yeah, I want to do one that's full clear with the colored perk though. Cause I think then it would really show kind of like really what's going on because even though this is super transparent, It has some, like, opaqueness, milkiness, opalescence to it. That Especially in camera work, it's tough to show, like, really what's going on in there. So I think I need to do a clear version so people can really see and be like, whoa, what the fuck? Like, I got a great response on this piece, and I didn't even show function. I just showed, like, a video of it CFL shifting and, like, what it was, and people were stoked on it. Um... But I think I need to do, like I said, a full clear version with a full color perk so that that full color perk is the focus when you look at it and that the clear on the outside is basically just a shell to hold the water in. It's all about the perk. Um, So let's warm this up. Oh, how far are we in, bro? Oh, sweet. Okay, I'm just trying to time because I want to do a dab on the one foot now. This might be the time to do that and then talk about the hammer. Yeah. Let me get this set up yeah let's get this all going here so it'll just take me a minute but we can hang out while i get this set up okay i get the part the right parts out now with these big tall nails if you don't want the pillar to climb super far like if you want to be safe and if you want the nail to like last a long time and not break it um okay i just heard a noise just making sure it wasn't in here um oh it was it was my coffee maker give me one second this shit will overheat if I leave that thing on. If I leave it on the steamer, i will start overheating. Alright. So yeah, if you want these big nails to last, I would say use a smaller pillar. I use this really fat pillar, and the reason that we like to use these is because it's really cool to watch it climb all the way to the top if you can get it up there. It was like a carnival game at the event. People were trying to get the pillar, see how I can get stack it. Only a handful of people were able to get them up like super, super high. This pillar right here, I honestly every time I smoke it on the 12 inch nail, I blast the fucking Cap off the top of it. Um, so it's just fun for me. It makes me feel powerful. Um, it's almost like if you're having a bad day back in maybe like the early 2000s and like, you know, you just jump on Grand Theft Auto and you put a couple cheat codes in, and all of a sudden you have all the weapons and cars and you're just, you feel powerful and you're just blowing everything up. Like, that's pretty much like how I feel either if I'm smoking a five mil RBR, because even a small dab on that looks like a big dab. Or if I'm smoking these and the pillar climbs to the top, I'm like, yeah, I'm powerful. Like, you know what I mean? Trying, you know, trying to amp myself up, dude. But yeah, fucking Grand Theft Auto, that shit was so fun, bro. I used to know all those codes by heart. So fun. So, this now is really tall. And warming it up, you pretty much have to go up and down the whole thing. It looks a little like dirty still, so you might see this thing get a little black, a little smoky. When someone says, "Dude, how do you not chaz like a two foot or a four foot nail?" I'm like, "You do." Like, yeah, we dump alcohol down them, we clean them as best we can. But like, if you get a big nail like that, like you're gonna chaz it, bro. Like, it's this is for just for fun. We're just playing around here. But granted, I get great dabs off it if it's not if I don't get a super hot one. When you get the right temp, it, because it's so tall, like. It just has so much surface area to climb up and vaporize that dab it's just wonderful um so i'm gonna get this warmed up take a sip my coffee real quick and get ready for this i've been using this cap on it because it kind of like goes down in there a little bit and doesn't pop out as easy as easy because like i usually like to just throw marble on these but because it stacks so high it just fucking blasts that shit off all right this will take a second for me to heat this up I usually use a a glass blowing torch to heat this up. I use like a fucking Lynx hand torch, which is like, could melt steel. It could melt this quartz, actually. I did melt one of them a little bit. Um, Yeah, you know, things happen. You're smoking big nails, shit happens. Luckily with this though, I probably won't get a hot dab because this blazer is not gonna be all, I mean it can, but you'd probably want two heating it up. See with the glass blowing torch, like it would be almost done heated up. It, this whole thing would be like red, by now. But that's because that torch is made for melting quartz and shit like that, and get like three thousand degrees and like melt shit. Yeah, it does take it does take a minute. We might even have. We could even maybe speed up this part, like the little. Unless you, I, I, can, I can talk, we, got, we, got, we, can make, we, can, we can make conversation while we heat up this loud and big now. Um, but yeah, I've uh, I put this one foot nail right here, if you haven't seen it yet on my Instagram, I actually put it on the RBR spinner cap and took a dab through it while it was in the nail. Well, that, okay, I can't even talk right now. I put this in the carb cap though. I took a dab through this through my carb cap while I was capping my other dab. And somehow the nail, like, the cap held, everything held, and it was a sick video. I was, like, super stoked, and I was like, damn, sometimes they just work out. You know, when things line up, that's good. I'm about it. I've had so many things not line up lately that it's humbling me. Like, to the point now where, like, I have even been telling my wife when things go sideways. I don't tell anybody anymore. I'm just like, oh, yeah, again. And I'm not going to, and I'll, I'm telling you guys. You guys will know more than my family. I'm not going to tell you what's happened, happening. I'm not going to be specific. It doesn't matter. But it's, it, the more that goes wrong, the more I just go, you know what? I'm trying, and I'm going to keep on trying. That's all I can do, and I'm going to keep smoking my hash and enjoying my glass because I got no control of anything else, honestly. Life is fucking crazy. But, yeah, man, when so much, so much goes wrong that you stop telling people because are like, you know, you're like, fuck it, dude. I just sound like a broken record. Can't believe Black Market sent me these fucking nails. They sent me so much stuff. I'm gonna send some of it back to them though, because I'm like, this is a lot of money in ports. Um, because some some of it, I'm like, this is like, some they sent me some crazy nails, some crazy prototype stuff, and I've got videos of on most of it. Some of them, honestly, I can't take a big enough dab to show off how good of and like what it does. You know what I mean? Like, it's almost like that's like some rigs, right? Like you can't take a big enough dab to really show how sick the function is. Like, cause I mean, I'm sure that's happened to you guys before. You're like, Oh, I don't take big enough dabs to even do dab videos. (laughs) You're like, I start coughing like 10 seconds in right. That was me. But then with belief, I believed in myself and lots of conditioning. You could do this too. (laughs) All right. I'm just gonna let this shit cool down for a second. It's hot as hell. You can just hang it off a table. That's what I usually do. Even with the turp hammer, you wouldn't believe how stable and it might just be because of like there's some physics going on here with how the nail is hanging off and there's like whatever, but it's crazy, like we had the two foot nail on the turp hammer and I hung it off a table and I just chilled with it. it. Was blown away. Had water in it too, but still. Still it's crazy. How stable certain things are that like probably shouldn't be that stable. As long as, as long as you don't tip it the other way, it doesn't pull it off the table though. All right, let's put the cap in there, and then I'm gonna get my temp reader going because, like I said, that torch probably didn't get hot enough to really give me a super scary hot dab. Hopefully, I don't jinx myself. Um, I'm gonna do more of this lime because that GMO. If I do a big dab of that right now, like I'm, I'm not gonna be able to talk to my guys today, and it's a, it's a Wednesday. We're, we got work to do today. Man, I've been taking big dabs lately, though. I will have a panic attack in like an hour and a half after this one, though. I'll question my life choices and shit. I'll be like, what am I doing? And then later tonight, I'll be playing Super Smash and playing on the bouncy house with my daughter, and I'll be like, what was I doing earlier? I just got two stones. I'm fine. All right. This might be hot enough. Should be. I told you. It's hot, but I got bird kale on my thumb from of Glass, so. <coughs> 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 wow, that was really tasty. That's actually a great time. It worked well besides me shooting the cap off so that's a user error thing i want to be clear on that it's because the size of the pillar i'm using i'm using something that's fat so it climbs up that nail easier <coughs> i want to reiterate that it's because it makes me feel powerful when i shoot the cap off i'm like yeah one foot nail can't stop me i'm too powerful i got this lung power really it's physics it's like a shot back. With a golf ball. It's just going to go in there. It's like perfect. Depending on the diameter shot back really. If you got one of those small ones it's not going to work. But my point is it's just tight. So that shit just climbs easy. And then if you put a dab in there. That hash kind of helps it climb too. It fills some of that void. Almost like how water goes around the double diffuse perk. And then once it gets to a certain point. There's a big vacuum at the top. Catches that vacuum and pop. Just knocks that shit out. Yeah, dude, um, couldn't knock it out. Oh, I knocked it out on the two footer too, but couldn't knock it out on the four footer. Um, four footer was crazy. Um, I unfortunately damaged the two footer. Um, I, uh, you know, I uh, didn't do big enough. See, the thing is with those nails, uh, with those big, big nails, the what a lot of people's concerned were. Oh man, well, if the pillar goes all the way to the top and comes down and hits that dish. I'm scared it's gonna pop the dish off. That's a very good point. Um, and that kind of happened with the two footer, but the dish didn't pop off. It actually just blew through the bottom. The dish is still on there. There's just like a hole in the bottom of it. So I'm gonna send it back to Black Market because like they can just cut that off and put a new dish on it because it's fucking two foot now. Now it's a now it's a twenty three and a half inch now instead of a twenty four inch now. You know, not that big of a deal. Um, but. The key thing, if you don't want to uh, break a nail like that from the velocity of the pillar, is use a smaller pillar. But in my opinion, the funnest part about the tall nail is watching the pillar climb. It's just that's fun. So if you don't use one of those, uh, if you don't use a bigger pillar, it's just going to spin in the bottom of the nail like a regular slurpee, and then it's just going to look like you're not even using the whole nail. Now, what I would say is, the people who can dab on those big nails without damaging them with a pillar that climbs is if you take a big enough dab if you put like a two gram plus dab on one of those nails then you don't have to worry about the pillar coming down too quick because here's the thing with that much concentrate in the nail when the pillar climbs all the way to the top and it goes to fall back down there's hash and oil all over the walls of that nail and it's kind of like catching like tree branches basically as it's going falling back down if you don't take a big enough dab it all vaporizes at once and that pillar goes to the top and then when it falls it free falls without hitting anything it's like a dry hot nail still you got problems so what i would say is if you if i don't think they're even going to sell those giant ones but if you ever did get possession of one either use a smaller pillar something that's not going to climb so high and have so much velocity when it falls or take a big enough dab that there's enough material in the nail that when that large pillar falls It's catching some material on the way down in order to slow down that velocity, so that you're not like smashing that quartz and all that weld and everything. Cause glass and shit is fragile. And I do a lot of silly stuff with glass. I'm just goofing around sometimes, and uh, sometimes things break. You know, I break. We break some stuff here, and it's usually when we're goofing around. Um, But let's look at this hammer real quick before we end today's episode. So. I like to rock pretty high water level on these hammers, um, and sometimes if you rock really, really high water level and you set it down, um, the water will like go into the bubble and then out of the mouthpiece and like balance itself a little bit and then just make a little mess. Like the water doesn't like all come out of it, just like a little bit. I could probably even put more water in this right now, um, which I will. Oh, fuck, I don't need to because I can just lean it. I can just lean it. You guys will see. So I changed a couple of things. So if you see right here, there's this little like elbow right here now. And right here is actually in between the ball and this puck right there is actually a solid seal now. So if I were to like lean this like this, like the water can't like pour through the bubble because it's solid right there. So that way it means the smoke comes across and like any overflow that like goes into here can fall back down into here, obviously. And then the smoke just goes up and above. Um, but yeah. So if it like water splashes up into here, you can just go back down there. Just a little adjustment, a little change. doesn't change the price or anything. It's just the newer, the newer ones that are going out. This is just like the RBR. I make like little adjustments. Um, because, um, I like to rock high water level and then whenever, like, I would set this down, I had like, kind of like a little, uh, it was almost like, have you ever seen like a, it's not for brooms, it's for fucking, it's like for tools or bikes, like hanging bikes on, like they're like rubber coated, like these like hook things. I don't know. I had a thing in my studio. I would just set it on so that no one tipped it over or whatever. But it kept it like this, so if it, but if you r- would run like lower water levels, like it can sit like that on the table all day. But then I noticed like some people rock high water level like me, and like had you know, I was like okay, I can I'm gonna make a couple changes so that you can like tilt it, and you can see the water sitting like at the bubble basically, like and on the original version, it, water would be pouring out of this right now. But, like, with this version, it doesn't because that's a solid seal. Kind of has a cool flow with the piece, too, because it has, like, this curve and then it curves back this way. So it makes, like, it just, like, has a a good flow. Like, it flows with it. And it's, like, honestly, just makes that mouthpiece even stronger. I'm stoked on that ball, too. That's a good-looking ball right there. You wouldn't believe, like, how silly it is, but making a ball with glass is hard. Like, making, like, a an even ball of borosilicate, it, it without, like, and it just is. <laughs> it just is. It's weird. Certain things are hard. Like, I think making a puck, like, a sharp puck is easier than a ball, you know? But I guess that's probably a perspective thing, too, you know? Because we all blow glass a little differently. But, yeah, little adjustments on things. Just wanted to show everybody that. Um, but, Wow. Thanks for hanging out today, guys. I got stoned. Hope you guys did too. And I'm excited to do more events in the future and uh, share more with everybody. Our upcoming Sunday sale in August is going to be pretty heavily focused on clear pieces with full colored perks and necks. Some of those clear with colored accent pieces. Um, I will still have full colored stuff on there. I'll probably just have like lower quantities of that stuff, like only a few of each. And then I'll have like a handful of like. Each design with clear and colored perks like bloopers like I want to do some turp hammers uh, RB, uh, all the RBRs obviously and honey jar recyclers like I'll just a little bit of everything but with the clear with the full color perk and I'll probably do like similar colors in each group so if someone wanted to get two pieces and they would com- match completely like you could have a turp hammer that matches like your, your RBR and you can get it on that drop um, I think on this next drop is we might or release our newer uh our newer like design or image i don't want to like say it for sure but maybe that's a leak i don't know really depends the company that's printing our shit if they can get it to us in time but yeah if you're interested in checking out any of these upcoming drops i'm going to be going live and showing a lot of this stuff on my account at they did it but also you can sign up for a newsletter at bmsglass.com um that newsletter is, like, we're not going to, like, spam you with stuff. You'll just get, like, one or two emails a month that just tell you when the drop is or what's going to be available, prices. Also shows you links to the podcast and stuff like that, anything we're doing with Bear Mount Studios. Um, but thank you, everybody. It was fun. Um, hope you have a good day, and I'm going to get back to work and try to go manage the guys and then make some glass and just get lost in the fire and i have, I have ideas i want to pursue and i'm like I'm, I'm just a glutton for pursuing my ideas and i just got to make sure my team is on track first before i just dip out into my own creative realm where i ignore everybody um but yeah i hope you guys have a great day and uh this is what's up everybody podcast episode 129 this was a fun one this was chill thanks everybody